In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't care much for housework, and I don't care who knows it. Now, when I was a kid, I was really pretty bad at this. Uh, Deborah has me pretty well domesticated by now. But when I was younger, uh, I would do anything. I would do extra chores outside with Dad, but I didn't want to do the chores inside with Mom. I just didn't, didn't like it. And uh, I would do things. My sister claims that whenever it was time to clean the eggs, you know, that I would take extended bathroom breaks so that I, when I came back, they were all done. I'm sure that's an exaggeration on her part. But I, I will confess to this. I, I heard my mom one Saturday. She was around the corner. She's talking to my sister, and she said, you need to get up and make your bed and clean your room. And I thought, oh, no. So I jumped on the couch quick, and I pulled out the big King James Bible that was on the coffee table. And I, when my mom, mom came around the corner, I was studying the scriptures. And apparently she had a bit of a nose for uh, insincerity and phoniness because she said, well, it's nice that you're reading the Bible, but get your bottom upstairs and make your bed and clean your room. And when you want to come back and, and uh, read the Bible later on, go ahead. You can do that all you want. And I thought to myself, wow, we just had the lesson on Mary and Martha two weeks ago. And here she is being way too much Martha and not near enough Mary. I, wor I worried about the woman. The story today of Mary and Martha is one that we're very familiar with. Jesus went to his friend's house, Mary, Martha, Lazarus, and he'd been there many times. It's, this is not a, a new thing. And, and, but yet, even though he'd been there many times, Middle Eastern hospitality has to be respected. And that means cleaning the house to within an inch of its life, preparing a sumptuous meal, and getting it to all come out at the same time, which is the trick in cooking, I found out. So she was doing that. It, it, was, it was a sign of respect for the, for the rabbi, for the most famous rabbi in Israel now, Jesus. It was a sign of respect, and she was doing that. Her younger sister, Mary, was curled up like a big cat at Jesus' feet, just listening to his words. Mary was the very picture of what the, what the word disciple translates to. It means one who sits at the feet and listens and learns. Mary is the poster child for discipleship. She's sitting and listening and learning. But that doesn't thrill her older sister Martha very much. She comes in. My hunch is she's already given her the sisterly eye roll and maybe the head nod towards the kitchen that hasn't worked, that hasn't had any effect. So she skips Mary and goes right to Jesus with her request and says, Lord, don't you care that my sister Mary is letting me do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But Jesus does not tell Mary to get off her duff and help her. Instead, he chastises Martha rather lightly. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted about many things. One thing is needful. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. This is a text that in the past has been used to beat up the Marthas of the world. And I got to tell you, in a survey of Lutheran women, 90% of them identified with Martha in the story, not Mary. 
And were it not for all the Marthas in Christian congregations who did the work and made sure things were done and took care of details and, and prepared food and cleaned things and planned and taught, the, not much would happen in the Christian church. And that's a fact. So I don't think we need to beat up on all the Marthas of the world with this. Martha wasn't doing anything that she shouldn't have done. I mean, when the most famous rabbi in Galilee shows up, you can't just throw a hot dog on a paper plate and give it to him. You know, you, can, you can't just throw the Savior a bologna sandwich and call it good. That, it, it's disrespectful. And she, she wanted to be respectful. So she wasn't doing anything wrong. But what she was doing that was wrong, not, not her activities, but what she was doing was her attitude while doing it. She was worried and distracted and we can tell from her comments, not a little bit resentful towards her sister. Her attitude of doing these good works was not good. And the second part that was not good is that she had things out of order. The first thing we do is we listen to the Lord. We listen to the Word of God. We listen to the Lord. And then we let our listening direct our doing. So it's Mary first and then Martha. Not one or the other. It's just the sequence. Mary first. We listen carefully to God's word, what he says. We let it direct what we do. And then Martha. We do it. And it is the listening that I think is important for us today. It, the, the listening. Listening to another person, whether that's to God or whether that's your spouse or somebody else, Listening is something that says, I think that you are valuable and I want to take in everything that you say and it means something to me and I'm going to do something to help you. You are valuable. I'm listening to you. Certainly I've sat in enough marriage counseling sessions to know that it's not necessarily what people do that is always bad. It's that they don't listen. And if there's one thing that Deborah says to me from time to time, it's, you don't listen. Even though that's patently untrue. <laughs> you don't listen. I'm trying to. When we listen actively, active listening is when we don't just hear the words they're saying, but we, we focus on it so much that we could repeat back to them to their satisfaction, what they said. Active listening means we don't just listen to the words they say, we listen to what they're not saying. We hear the emotional impact behind what they're not saying. And we tune into that. Active listening means I respect you. And I love you and I will help you. In the church, it is my impression that we do a lot of praying. And that's good. Prayer means talking to God. I think we don't do as much meditating, which is listening to God. <laughs> I think we talk a lot to God, but I don't think we listen as much to Him. You know, and if you do that in any other relationship, guess what happens? It doesn't go well. So, you know, maybe it's the time to... to have the, the still quiet voice to come to us, to clear our minds and meditate, to read scripture and let God speak to us. That's important. 
It's important for us to do that. I think that uh, in the Christian church, we miss a lot of opportunities because we don't listen. And if we don't, then the activities that we are doing can be kind of willy-nilly business work because they're not directed by God's Word. We haven't listened first. We're just starting to do stuff. So, in this story of Mary and Martha, we don't condemn Martha. She did good stuff. She just had the attitude, and she had it a little out of sequence. First, we listen, and then we do. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.